Yes, we can praise and thank the Lord in everything. We don't need to thank him for everything, but in all circumstances, we can praise the Lord because he has the victory in all things and he works all things for good for those who love him. And we praise him. And what about you? If you could do something impossible, what would it be? See, the good news is that God wants to do the impossible for you. Tozer said this. He's a great uh, preacher of, I believe, the 19th century? Well, 20th, okay, not that long ago. God is looking for those with whom he can do the impossible. What a pity that we plan only the things that we can do by ourselves. George Muller said, faith does not operate in the realm of the possible. There is no glory in that which is humanly possible. Faith begins where a person's power ends. Amy Carmichael said this, when you're facing the impossible, you can count on the God of the impossible. Another theologian said this, our faith is not really tested until God asks us to bear what seems unbearable, to do what seems unreasonable, and to expect what seems impossible. And D.L. Moody, if God is your partner, make your plans big and impossible. Well, that's men and women speaking, but what does scripture say? Just a few verses here from Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 32 Jeremiah, that weeping prophet who uh, seemed despised amongst his peers. Chapter 32 and verse 17. Sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power, an outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. What a declaration. What if we were to declare that over ourselves, over our week today? Sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing, he means nothing, is impossible. Nothing is too hard for you. And what does the Lord reply just a few verses later in verse 27? I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? And so our Lord said, as I heard just earlier in one of our services, Matthew 19, verse 26, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. But I think the trouble is we've stopped talking about the impossible, and yet we serve a God of the impossible. We all have times when we have our backs to the wall. What are we to do? The situation looks impossible. But Jesus is aware. Jesus knows each one of our circumstances. That impossibility, that thing that you're facing right now. Seemingly impossible situation. And what do we say to the Lord? Oh Lord, what am I going to do? What shall I do? Tell me what to do. That's the wrong question. That's the wrong question. The right question is perhaps more like, Lord, what are you going to do? 
Oh, Lord, I have this impossible situation. What are you going to do? Because nothing is impossible when the supernatural intervention of God takes place. When Jesus Christ enters our circumstances. But Jesus Christ, the one who knocks at the door, who waits for the invitation to come in, is waiting right there for you to say, come in. I bring you my impossible situation. What are you going to do? If I try and deal with my problem, I have a problem. But if I allow him, if I acknowledge him, if I call upon him, then he will come and enter into that situation. He will bring only what Jesus can bring. His shalom, his power, his guidance, his strength, his wisdom, all these things. But we say, but I can't work it out. Lord, would you help me work it out? He doesn't want us to work it out. He wants us to call on him, to call on the name of the Lord and say, I can't do this and I don't know the way through, but I know that you do. You are the God of the impossible. You are the mountain mover. I call on you. I ask you to come in, to enter in, to have your way in my life, in my situation. He's aware. He knows the situation that is seemingly impossible to us. He's never caught off guard. He knew it was the circumstances before we asked. Last week, in some of our services, we looked at that verse, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. We are to seek the God of the impossible. We are to seek him for his miracles that only he can do for his glory and our good. There's two times in the Bible where Jesus is amazed. They're two very different stories. Jesus was amazed at two very different situations. In Mark 6, the people are critical of Jesus. Wondering, who do you, th- who do you think you are? They're saying to him. And it's written that in that place, he could do very little. He healed only a few because he was amazed at their lack of faith as to who he said he was. But then conversely, in Luke chapter 7, we see the centurion coming to Jesus. His servant is sick. He comes, he asks, and he believes that Jesus, by one word, will bring healing to his servant. And it says when Jesus heard this, He was amazed and turned to the crowd. I have not found such great faith in all of Israel. He was amazed at the faith of the centurion. So here's the question. If Jesus looked at our faith level, if he looked at your faith and mine, Would he be amazed at how big, how audacious our faith is? Or would he be amazed at how small it is and how lacking? Let's just think over the last 12 months what steps 
we've taken? Are they bold steps of faith that we've taken? Stepped out knowing that we can't do it, but asking God, the God of the impossible, how to go forward and to step into our situation. And if God was to answer every one of our prayers, your prayers and mine over the last 12 months, would the world be different? Because we're asking big, bold, audacious requests of our big God. Or would nothing have changed because our prayers, our requests are not bold? We don't include him in there. We didn't take action and invite him in. God says, I can do all things, and you don't even ask. You see, nothing is impossible for God because he doesn't have failures. You read nowhere in scripture that God tried. He really, really tried hard, but it just didn't work out. Maybe it hasn't worked out the way you're expecting, and it hasn't worked out yet. But are you trusting in the God of the impossible, the mountain mover who knows when and how and why and what he is going to move? That problem that is filling your head today, God already knows the answer. He'll solve it. He'll change it. Our problem is that we often measure God by our ability and not his. The disciple Andrew pointed out the very obvious. When a boy brought a few loaves and some fish and there was a huge crowd, well, Lord, how are we going to feed all these people? And he did. He gave thanks to the Lord and he said, sit them down in groups of 50. And he started to hand out the loaves and the fish. And the multitude was fed. But more to the point, what was left over? Twelve whole baskets, one for each one of the disciples, a tangible reminder to take home. It was their takeaway. Because one day they were going to need to ask the Lord of the impossible for their own miracle. And here in their hands, they had a take-home, a party bag, to remind them that the God of the impossible moves when we ask him. And so it was that the disciples had that moment when they were in a storm, caught out on the Sea of Galilee, frightened for their lives. But Jesus was aware, and he came to them on the water. And one of them, Peter, said, well, Lord, you know, let me just say the words and call me out, and I will come to you. They were troubled. They were in fear. And yet they'd seen the impossible possible with that feeding. So Peter said, if it is you, call me to come to you on the water. And that is our first key, to ask. Ask for the impossible. 
Lord, ask me to come to you on the water. That is for whatever we're facing, whatever you're facing, whatever is coming your way or has come your way. Are you asking for the impossible? You see, all the disciples were in the boat, but only one asked. Because one man asked, God did the impossible. So I wonder when was the last time you asked specifically. In the book of James, it says, ask and you will receive. When was the last time you received an answer for the impossible? What are we asking for? What is our list? I want to encourage us to have a list of the impossible so that this time in 12 months' time, we can come back and testify to the God of the impossible who has moved mountains that were not possible for us to move. And that second key is get our eyes off the storm and get our eyes on Jesus. I think if I'd been in that boat, I would have wanted to say, well, could you can't... And in fact, I was on Lake Galilee. Praise God for that miracle of that trip. But I was on Lake Galilee... And I'm not a great sailor at all, so I held on at all times. Well, it was as calm as a mill pond, honestly. How ridiculous is that? But if I'd have been in that boat in the storm, I really would have been white-knuckle gripping to anything, the side, anything that seemed firm. And said, well, Lord, if I'm going to come out to you there, would you change the circumstances? Would you calm the water so that I can walk on what appears to be solid ground? And God says... No, he didn't do that for Peter. That's what we want him to do. He says, no, leave the mess in my hands. The storm in your life is no reason to not ask God for the impossible. Because it might be 12 months down the line, those circumstances still aren't aligned. Ask now, even in the midst of the storm. You see, the storm does not control the power of God. God's Power controls the storm. It's never the right time to do the impossible. It will still be impossible that time down the line. If you look in Hebrews 11, and I'd encourage you to have that faith injection as you uh, go out in service from here. Hebrews 11, not one of those people of faith, those men of faith, had a safety net. They did not have a plan B. They had God. They said, I want God to use me. Is he asking us to get rid of our plan B? Bring the boat a little closer to you. Calm the storm. Is that our plan B? We've got to step out. He says, come. When he got down on the water and walked towards Jesus and Peter stepped out, what would it take for us to step out? What are your impossibilities? Let's pray.
Holy Spirit, I can have that sense that we, there is some, for some, there's a jumble of things that are impossible. It's like a ball of wool that's got tangled up somehow. Some of us are in that situation where we don't know even where to begin to unravel it. I have a sense the Lord is saying, bring that all to me. Step out. For others, it's a particular thing, a particular circumstance or relationship. And you haven't seen any movement. The Lord says, come, come to me. Or maybe for others, you want to speak up about your faith. You want to be the salt and light that Jesus asks us to be. And you don't have the words or the sense of positioning. And Jesus says, come, step out. I want to encourage you to do a bold thing. We will turn the screens off for live stream. Live stream, you will still be very much with us and perhaps you can be doing this uh, where you are to step forward, to come forward here and say by that, your action of, of stepping forward, step out with a thing that is impossible for me. But Lord, I know you are the God of the impossible and I choose now in faith to make that step forward, not knowing the answer, but knowing that you are the God of the impossible. Come, Holy Spirit. Take us by the hand. Let us keep our eyes fixed on you. As we step out, our eyes are on you. Is anything too hard for me, says the Lord? as folk are stepping forward, be encouraged as you see them stepping out in faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. More, Lord. More, Lord. Lord, for those of us who aren't facing impossible situations right now, you call us to be the encouragers of those who are facing the impossible. So reach out a hand if you feel you're in that place towards these disciples who want to see their Lord move, who are saying yes. 
What was the line that we were singing? Not. That's the one. Yet not I, but through Christ in me. Yet not I, but through Christ in me. Christ in us, the hope of glory, it says in Colossians. We thank you, Lord, that all those who call on your name, who are called by your name, who have said, yes, I give my life to you. I lay down my life and pick up your life, Jesus. I turn from all that I know is wrong, that all that leads me away from you, and I turn back to you. Thank you, Jesus, that you place your spirit, the spirit of the living God in each one who says yes to you. The spirit of Jesus, the God of the impossible. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Lord, would you take these small fish and loaves, as it were, and multiply in the lives of these sons and daughters of yours. Do immeasurably more than all they could ask or imagine. Those of you in your homes who have stepped forward, the Lord bless you. May you know his spirit within you rising up. That as you welcome him into your hearts and your homes, He will do great things, but not just great things, impossible things, immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. That sense of relationships, those there are some brothers and sisters here who are calling out to you, Lord, for those close relationships. Come, Holy Spirit, bring your healing balm to those relationships. Lead the way. Bring your healing and your shalom peace into the midst of those relationships. Some are standing before you, Lord, in faith, saying, I rest on you, the God of the impossible, for that chronic health or illness or something that is affecting your mind or your body or your spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Have your way in the hearts of your people. You the mountain mover. Oh Lord, you are. We praise you indeed. We praise you, Jesus. And I have a sense that we are to praise his name. It may be silently, but perhaps start working your lips and saying, I praise you, Jesus, the mountain mover, the God of the impossible. I bring this situation to you. Yes, a song rising up. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank 
Jesus, we praise you. We praise you. With man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. We look to you. We look to you, Jesus. And you say, keep coming to me, the one who supplies all the power, the one who supplies your all in all, who supplies your daily bread. Come, Lord Jesus. Bring us our daily bread. Bring us all that we need. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord bless us and keep us and make his face to shine upon us. Surround us with his peace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Lord, I thank you for this declaration of faith by your sons and daughters who have stepped out of the boat. Thank you that you honor each and every prayer prayed in faith. And whether we see your miracle today or tomorrow in the way that we expected or the way that we don't. We thank you and we praise you, Jesus. For you know the end from the beginning and you have the victory in each one of our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Let's worship him. Let's worship him. Lord, you are the almighty one, the El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Jesus, our healer, our redeemer, our provider, for those calling out for provision. Oh Lord, let us not dictate to you, but you show us the way through. You unravel that ball of string. For we are looking to you. Our eyes are lifted to you. Come, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. You are holy. You are holy indeed. We worship Jesus in song, in praise the Lord. Either you might want to stay standing out here on the water or if you prefer to return to your seats in the boat, that is absolutely fine. Let us worship him, the one who is worthy of all our praise, all our worship. Thank you, Jesus.
Sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing, nothing, nothing is too hard for you. No thing is too hard for you. No situation, no circumstance. Nothing, nothing, nothing in all the earth or in heaven above is too hard for you. Praise you, Jesus.